This is Campus Cast. I'm Haley, your host with student and accent editor-in-chief. Me, Marissa, we want to keep you informed of everything ACC, from your campus commute to study breaks in the library. From ACC Student Affairs. So often the phrase, school isn't for everyone, is thrown around. As much as it can feel like that, the award-winning faculty and staff of ACC make sure we're promoting your success and community development by offering affordable classes through traditional and distance learning courses. As a workforce training and higher education institution, students of any race, gender, age, and class are welcome, simply because ACC is for everyone. To help with the transition into college, we at CampusCast want to show you the ropes as we welcome you to this episode, How to College. Being the first out of my siblings to go to college, I was overwhelmed with excitement and being nervous. I was so ready to start the journey in my career path, and at the same time, I was also concerned about the cost of tuition that came along with going to school, which left me with the decision whether to go to a university or a community college. How did you decide to enroll at ACC? So I'm originally from Dallas, but it only took me one trip to Austin <laughs> to know that's where I wanted to go to school. Um, I love how the city is becoming this big hub of communication and job opportunities for people. And that being said, I decided to enroll at ACC and complete my basics. With that goal in mind, I was wanting to transfer to a university afterwards. Enrolling was fairly easy, and whenever I had a question about uh, registering for classes, the registration office would always get back to me right away. Well, that's really good to hear that we are quick to respond. Marissa, you mentioned a university. Can you tell me where you're thinking? So I'm currently applying to the University of Texas, Texas State, and the University of Texas in Arlington. Um, after the spring semester, I have completed two academic years at ACC. And during my time here, it was important to me that I complete as many basics as possible so that when I do transfer, I'm able to take a majority of upper level courses that are more focused in my area of study. What is your area of study? So right now, my area of study is communications. Um, personally, I have a great passion for journalism and multimedia production, um, but I choose to do communications just because it can provide me the flexibility that I need uh, within my area of work. So tell me about ACC. What do you like about this college? So I love how ACC really cares about their student success. I think it's amazing for students like me who are able to complete the same fundamental classes needed at ACC with a better tuition rate. Every professor that I've had so far has really put effort into making sure that we the students truly understand what concepts are being learned in class. Through the abundance of resources and areas studies available to students, I can see that ACC welcomes anyone willing to enroll. What are some resources at ACC that have helped you with your communication studies so far? From the very beginning, I took advantage of the accessibility of academic advisors. As the oldest sibling of my family, I, the college experience was really new to me, so I find it extremely helpful when I can go to an advisor who already has experience in helping students transfer successfully. I've also utilized Student Life by being the Accent Editor-in-Chief and bringing it back as a student organization. Accent is a student media outlet that allows ACC students to gain experience in their media career path. Very impressive. Utilizing the resources of academic advisors and exploring your communications career through Accent. All right, let's hear how other ACC students have learned how to college.
Obviously, you're here to take classes at ACC. So, why here? More affordable than going to a university and I'm able to work at the same time, you know, and come here, do some classes a semester and try to balance it out like that. Do you have any tips for incoming students to help with academics? Go to office hours. Professors, you know, they're really helpful and they like when students show interest. Because um, we have, uh, let's say we have, you know, a professor has lots of students in a class. But if you're like that one student that goes and says, okay, you know, this is what I really want to get out of this class. How can I achieve that? Or is there any specific way you want me to study for the class? Is there any specific thing, you know, that would help me get through the class, you know, easily? So those, those things actually do help. I spend like hours at the accelerator doing my homework. It's a good place to study because you're sitting upright. And if you're just sitting in your bed or at home in a comfortable space, you might get distracted. So I recommend sitting in a studying, studious environment so that people around you don't bother you, you're not distracted. What about any financial tips to other students? First of all, know exactly what expenses you have. Plan, budget, and I think the huge one is discipline because you may have the budget, you may have all the plans and all of that, but if you're not able to actually stick to the financial plan and the goal that you have, then I don't think, I don't think uh, you would be able to succeed in that you know, area of, of finances. I would personally just say to budget yourself, make sure that's where the ACC money management comes into play if you need help with that. They teach you, okay, this is how much percentage maybe you would consider putting into your savings. You know, maybe this is how much you should put in. And that way you can just look at yourself and say, okay, this is how much I should put for my school semester. These are some things I need to cut, you know, Starbucks trips, movies, going out to eat, and, you know, a little bit more on the savings and groceries and things like that. ACC has personal support resources like the Green Pass, the Food Pantry, and childcare. Have you used any of these? If so, what do you think? And I'm actually able to use that Green Pass to go to any campus that I want anytime. A lot of my meetings are scattered from north, uh, central, and south. And I use that Green Pass to get to each of my meetings because I do not have a car. So I use that Green Pass pretty much every day. And it's been very helpful for me to get around. And I've used the food pantry uh, here at the Round Rock campus several times. Uh, obviously, there, there's days when you're running late or there's days where you know, say you don't have, you know, the five dollars you need to go and get something from McDonald's or you don't have the transportation to go get those things. Um, the food pantry really helps out, um, you know, uh, just in emergencies or, you know, there are some people that, you know, need that kind of uh, service daily and it's there for them uh, to come and get food. You know, everybody needs food, so it's a great resource. Can you tell us of any study tips you have or the best place to do so on campus? Mnemonic devices are, you know, you basically make an acronym out of something like, you know, anything that you want to study, you make it into a small acronym that you're able to understand. So I like those and I like taking notes uh, based off of study guides that your professor will give you. So usually study guides, at least from my experience, are pretty accurate to what the test will be like. So what I do is I answer all the questions using the textbook and um, other resources that the professor will provide. Then I go back without the study guide and look through the 
text and figure out what like I remember that was on the study thing, uh, study review and highlight them and rewrite it down. I really like writing things down because that gives you like a kinetic sort of memory where you're able to remember what you write down because you're moving with it and it helps you remember things better, you know, by writing things down. So I usually like those two things the most. So. Oh, before the accelerator, it was definitely uh, the study rooms and the learning lab. Um, but now, honestly, the accelerator, the social staircase at the accelerator, um, those are some great places to study. Um, you can go and, you know, rent out a room or a block of time at the room for the study rooms in the accelerator. And those are just great, quiet places to sit and study. Let's hear it, Marissa. What are some study tips that you have? One of my biggest study tips that I've learned in college is to create a reasonable schedule and to stick to it. Whether that's having a planner, taking advantage of Google calendars, or an app on your phone, outlining what projects and tests I have coming up each month helps me better prepare for them in advance in comparison to cramming the night before. Um, a feature that I really like about Google calendars is that I'm able to create uh, reminders weeks and days in advance when I have something which honestly really helps me prioritize what I need to focus on that week. Um, what I've found to be the most challenging out of all of this is really just sticking to the schedule that I make. Um, if I don't discipline myself to get the work done or to get to accomplish everything that I want to that week, I notice that I feel an increase of stress and anxiety because I'm not sticking to that schedule. Yeah, I understand. I personally use Google calendars as a way to help me schedule my day in my personal life and at my job. So I can see how it can definitely help you with planning out your studies. Where do you think is the best place to study? I feel that the best place to study really depends on each person and utilizing what's accessible to them. Um, I know people who enjoy studying at coffee shops late at night and others who prefer to study before the sun's even up. Um, by trial and error, I've learned that my ideal study place is either the Accelerator or one of the ACC libraries. Uh, when I'm there, I feel more inclined to focus because it's in a fairly quiet space, and I'm also surrounded by other students who are there for the same reason. So what about the times that you have to really focus, like during midterms or finals? I find it more crucial than ever to stick to my agenda during midterms or finals. On top of that, I try my best to visit my professors during office hours with any questions that I have about the material. Even though I find it easy to become caught up with exam prep and in addition to my work schedule, I do my best to still connect with friends. Uh, something that we do during midterms or final season is that we really try to keep each other accountable uh, with our studies by checking in with each other. I feel that during stressful times like exam season, it's important to stay connected with your friends and also they understand what you're going through, so. I like that, holding each other accountable for your studies. So you have to go to school and work. How have you been able to manage your money while in school? Managing money is something that I still try to improve on today. Uh, similar to my friends and peers who also attend ACC, I'm financially independent. So I understand the difficulties and even stress at times with things such as car payments, rent, utilities, groceries. By working at a retail job, I was able to pick up some useful skills, such as joining the rewards program at my grocery store and even couponing when reasonable. It feels so empowering with that I'm able to save dollar amounts on my grocery bills each month because it reassures me that I'm in control of my money rather than my money controlling me.
Yes, when my money controls me, it's very difficult to think about anything else. I completely lose sight of my priorities. So I know it's a wonderful thing to be able to control and save some money. What's a personal resource that you've been able to use and would recommend as an ACC student? A resource that I didn't know our school had until recently is the Money Management Office, where they have mentors who are actually able to help you through your finances. Although I haven't really met with them personally, I've definitely utilized budgeting and saving spreadsheets on their website, which actually saved my bank and my mental health. I hear that. Lastly, what's an overall tip that you have for students? One of the major tips that I have for students is to get out of your comfort zone and get involved within the community. It's easy to be the introvert that I naturally am because I find it more comfortable just going to class, going to work, going home. And although it was so easy to do this, uh, I found myself really just lonely and unhappy. So I thought about how to make myself uncomfortable and meet new people. Being a part of student life is something that I honestly wish I'd done sooner because it really had connected me with so many students from different campuses and it even helped me find a few friends along the way. It really warms my heart when I can spot a familiar face in a crowd and overall just being a part of something that's bigger than myself. The Student Life Office does a really great job of connecting students with their peers, staff, and faculty. And in order to have students on the ACC campuses, we're grateful for our recruitment and enrollment office. We have ACC's recruitment director, David Zuniga, with us on department conversation to give us more insight on how to college. David, thank you for joining our department conversation. Being a new student can be a little nerve wracking. What advice do you have for an incoming student? Yes, thanks for having me. Um, I think every student deserves, every prospect student deserves to come in with some uncertainty and some unknown. Uh, but the key is that we've got staff dedicated to convert that to knowledge and confidence. So what I would say to a student is that it becomes, it's all about resources and networks. To find out where the resources are, you've got to have some relationships with staff on campus, whether that be campus police, the librarian, um, your advisor, your counselor, um, an academic coach, um, even somebody that is our maintenance, right? You see them and then you develop a dialogue. Um, we're dedicated to help students succeed. So I would advise a student to understand you have a goal. Uh, there are resources out there, but who can help you find those resources at the right time? Um, and then you interpret success the way you want to. Okay, so what about those who may be a little too busy to get involved? Say, for example, they have a full-time job or, and or maybe a family. Um, I think everybody experiences challenges like that, and there might be different variations. But one of the things that I would emphasize and remind of everybody, which is part of the reason why it took me 20 years to finish, is that you will quickly realize college comes with 100% freedom but it also comes with 200% responsibility. It's a matter of understanding that your mindset might need to shift or change a little bit so that you can learn how to prioritize. If you're going through a week and you know you've got something due on a Sunday, um, but you are offered an opportunity to work an extra shift, um, do you really need that? Can you afford to not work that extra shift? And when I mean afford, I don't just mean financially, but I mean time. 
if you can sacrifice a little bit of time to go to class, but then instead of taking that extra shift, maybe going to tutoring because you know you needed to submit this work, uh, then that's, that's where that mind shift needs to happen. And it takes a while for a lot of us. It took me a long time to realize it. Um, so it's really understanding that I've got to change the way I think and the way I prioritize things because of that 200% responsibility that comes with that 100% freedom. ACC is for everyone. However, some people feel that college just isn't for them. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? That's a great question. And I think for, for a lot of us, including myself as I recruit students, I have to understand that education means something different for everybody. For some folks, it might mean a class, and it might be an ESOL class. Uh, for others, it might be a certificate that takes two semesters or a year and a half to complete. And for others, it's the associates and then transferring to a four-year school. If you're not ready to sit in a core curriculum class like history, like government, uh, like an English class, but you want to be an expert in um, automotive technician or you want to be an expert in uh, game design, Become the expert in that by taking classes that lead to a certificate. Down the road, you're gonna see the value that that education in a game design certificate brought you, and you might be encouraged then, your mindset might be different, to then come back and get the next level, which is the associates. Um, so then we do have a program, uh, a class for everybody, but it's a matter of us being active listeners, understanding what the need is, and what does education mean to that individual and then help them understand the pathway to get to them. Some students do need help with their studies during the semester. What does ACC have in place to make sure that our students are successful in passing their courses? It starts with an assigned staff member under the, the student affairs guidance team. So that could be an advisor, that could be a counselor, a success coach. When we take a holistic approach to understanding what the needs of the students are, it may not be that they have to go to tutoring. It may be that they need uh, assistance in understanding how to study, how to prepare for a test, how to take some notes. Um, and once we take that approach and we identify what the need is, then we can make an appropriate referral. And instead of sending them to a tutor, then we can send them to an academic coach. And academic coaches are there to help them understand this is how you could, this is how you've been preparing for a test. These are the results. How about we try something different? This is how you took some notes. Um, how about we adjust it to do this? Um, and so they work with them on an individual basis to understand. It may not be tutoring, like I said, but it may just be how they prepare for things, how they take notes, things like that. So we are the number one transfer institution in Texas, and a lot of students come here saying that they'll just complete the basics. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a great plan. We, we definitely are the number one school for a reason, and that is because our transfer services work very hard with our four-year institutions to develop that transfer guide that tells a student, if I wanna study this major at this institution, here are the first up to 60 credit hours that I can take. For students who want to come and start at ACC, what I would say is you will understand the rights and responsibilities as a student, and some of those rights and responsibilities um, take into account the way you prepare, the way you prioritize your week so that you can really focus on your end goal. And again, it's, it might be that some students need to do um, interim goals, right? Um, so I think for those students that say, I wanna use ACC as a stepping stone, 
I would say the benefits of that is going to be that you will learn how to become a very successful, and you interpret success, a very successful student and be better prepared for that four-year experience. Okay, so even though Austin Community College is 80% less expensive than other area colleges, paying for college can still be a struggle. What are some pro tips that you would like to share with our students about paying for college? It's a great question, and I think a lot of families and students see financial aid as maybe one or two things, and that is loans, uh, maybe some scholarships, um, but there's grants as well. And so what I would say to those students and those families is, what resource should I utilize? And in some cases, I would tell a student, don't go for the loans right off the bat. If you know you want to go to a four-year school, save it until save those loans until you get to the four-year school. The other resources you can utilize in the meantime are scholarships. Scholarships are not based on income, they're based on GPA. So if you have a true understanding of what your goal is, this is the GPA to maintain to be eligible for a scholarship. And the way we've designed our scholarships is you do one application and then your name is thrown into the hat for everything. So it's not like we're asking you fill out 17, 30 scholarship applications. You fill out one. Um, the other resource that we have out there are with community partners like Workforce Solutions. So they get a list of targeted occupations every year. And if we get students that are eligible and are admitted into some of these programs like nursing, for example, like dental hygiene, um, Workforce Solutions has a program that if the student is eligible, will pay for the classes, purchase new books every semester, and then give outside of the classroom assistance like gas cards. Um, so there are several resources that are available to the students. Um, and it's a matter of understanding first, what is my end goal? I wanna take this one class, how much does that cost? So again, understanding what the goal is, understanding that there are resources and now who can help me figure out what the best one is, and then you can facilitate the process to get to that resource. So if you were speaking to a high school student who was on the fence about um, getting a higher education, what would be your advice to them? The research I would ask the students and the families to do also would be, what kind of job do you foresee yourself getting? And what requirements as far as education does that company, does that industry require? Um, in most cases, I think a lot of families truly understand, and my parents were like that growing up, that you need a high school. You need a high school diploma, but you're gonna need some higher ed experience and degrees and certificates as well. Um, and so a lot of families understand that, and it's just a matter of reminding them um, of the fact that high school diploma is only gonna get you so much. If this is your end goal or what is your end goal, let's identify that and let's figure out what you need to get in terms of higher education to meet, to, to really have that lifestyle that you want. Right, so if you were speaking to a student who's looking for a new career path, um, what would you, what advice would you give them? It goes back to the resources that I mentioned earlier. So one of the things that we as advisors and as an institution um, with career services provide is an opportunity for students to go ahead and change their mind. We've got a tool in career services also that allows the student to do an assessment. And we look at five different areas from interests, hobbies, experiences, all of that, um, skills that you bring. And then we do, uh, they answer those questions and the assessment then generates a report. It says, here are the careers that are in tune with who you are as an individual. At ACC, here's the major that you can declare. And then here's the national average salary with some experience. Um, so as a visual, students can see 
the last call if they want to earn certain amount of money. But it it turns out that being a teacher maybe may not reach uh, help you reach that income. But the benefit of that assessment is that besides this path that you feel is perfect for you, now you have all these other options. So somebody who wanted to be a psychologist or a therapist might see that an art therapy is actually a profession, right? And they have, and they want to be in tune with their artistic side. So that's another option. Um, so we have tools available to help the student do the what if. And then once they have that knowledge, now they can make an educated decision. Should I switch? And the advisor is going to say, if you do, here's what it looks like. Instead of three semesters, you're going to go four semesters more. Um, instead of transferring to this school, now you want to consider these other two schools. So we have tools and ways and conversations to help the student say, yeah, what if this, then that. You can go, you can actually start with our homepage, austincc.edu. Um, there is a admissions tab that you can use, that you can click on and then follow the steps. There are four steps to become an ACC student. Um, but we also have a college destination center um, where students can come in and, and ask those questions before they apply. However, I always tell students, we don't, we're an open admissions institution. We don't have an application fee. Uh, you don't lose anything by applying. But what you do get is a response within 24 hours from an enrollment advisor who's there to answer any questions and guide you into your next step. Thank you, David. Thank you for meeting with us on Campus Cast. Thank you for having me. We at Campus Cast have five overall tips for you on how to college. First, download the MyACC app. It's in the App Store and it's very simple to download. Just search MyACC and look for the purple icon. The app has access to Blackboard, your bus pass, and digital ACC ID. There are announcements with information on upcoming or ongoing events, like when scholarship stations are happening. The MyACC app also has student news and a link to the district's Twitter feed, so you're always in the know. Second, if you haven't already, grab a calendar from the Student Affairs Office on your campus. These are physical calendars that have important dates for you as a student, like when the campus is closed or graduation applications are due. There are links to resources you should know about, random advising tips sprinkled throughout the month, plus student discounts in the back pages. Third, know where the Learning Lab is on your campus, so you can get free face-to-face -face and online tutoring. The Learning Labs have various hours per campus, but you can stop by to find out more or visit austincc.edu slash learning lab. Along with tutoring, the Learning Lab has study aids, computers, assistive technology, and so much more. The best time to go to the Learning Lab is as soon as you need help with your studies or want to talk to a tutor about course material. Go sooner than later so you can keep that grade where you want it. Fourth, utilize your instructor's office hours. They should provide their office hours to you in the syllabus at the beginning of the semester. If you need help in understanding a subject or going over a test, they're here to help you. Our faculty isn't award-winning for nothing. They want to make sure you earn the grade you're striving for in order to be successful in your college career. Fifth, attend a career services event. They have various events throughout the year to make sure that you are career ready. Career services is to help you with interviewing skills, exploring jobs, crafting the appropriate resume and cover letter. Every spring, there's a job fair with many and various employers, job aids, internships, and so much more. You can learn about these events at austincc.edu career. That's it for this episode of How to College. Our next episode is focused on being engaged with ACC in more ways than behind a desk. 
like attending a student organization meeting, volunteering in our food distributions, or playing an intramural sport. We have advice on how to learn in the classroom without walls on campus gas, get involved with student life. We want to thank our student guests, David Zuniga and ACC TV for recording with us. This episode can be viewed on ACC TV or read and viewed on our blog at austincc.edu slash accent. You can hear Campus Cast and others by following the ACC District Podcast on SoundCloud or subscribe to it on iTunes. Learn about most student affairs events and resources on the My ACC app that can be downloaded from any app store.